about the four agreements pages um, 93 94 95 we're starting on this new chapter chapter 6 the it's called the Toltec path to freedom and the topic is breaking old agreements so it talks about freedom at the beginning, kind of what that looks like, what that means. These questions about are we free? Because in comparison to younger children, we don't live kind of wild. Uh, and they talk about this process of becoming domesticated um, over time. So once you're older, the older you get, you kind of start getting domesticated, which is like getting taught how to socially live by whatever the cultural standards and rules state that a person needs to do and other than you know having some fear or discomfort around not getting needs met as a kid otherwise they otherwise kids children you know they're pretty free uh, because they haven't yet been domesticated and they're not thinking about the past and they're not thinking about the future uh, it says um, on page 95 they are afraid when they hurt when they are hurt when they are hungry when some of their needs are not met but they don't worry about the past don't worry about the future and only live in the present moment and so, uh, yeah, it talks about how they're not afraid to express what they feel. Um, and so this process of domestication kind of is what gives us, you know, an idea of what, what to do, um, but not all of it is always helpful or beneficial because sometimes it doesn't align with our values. Like, say, for example, I can give an example. I was raised uh, in, an, in a religion and somewhat around really conservative some some really conservative people and some people who were just really reserved like culturally kind of reserved um just personality wise too and so I grew up around a lot of people who valued being reserved kind of like playing your cards close to your chest not really being too open or authentic uh, and, you know, kind of having these behaviors of pushing people away, such as, like, making it so that people don't have, like, too trusting of an environment because they were pretty gossipy people. And so, not that they weren't friends or weren't good family members, it's just that, you know, 
there's some stuff I could have definitely done without because it was kind of against how I naturally preferred things to be like for example I always remember being really um moved by music and so it was kind of interesting where they were always like oh you can't dance you can't clap you can't listen to certain music that has like a certain beat to it because it might make you want to dance and all this kind of stuff and it's like okay like I know that they were more concerned about the sexual aspects of dancing but it's like just because it has some sexuality attached to it at times doesn't mean that it's something that you know is healthy to ban you know like banning certain types of music and banning like even like certain instruments like I understand like okay in church they didn't really want certain stuff but it's kind of like they were always teaching that certain music was evil like how is rap music or rock music in and of itself evil you know, it's like, it's not running around, like, harming people and hurting people. I mean, maybe people make lyrics that might be aggressive or, you know, things like that. But it's also like, well, you don't have to listen to that if you don't want to listen to that, you know. It's like, there's plenty of music out there that has messages that are positive, messages that... Uh, or even like nonsensical and they're just like good dance it's good dance songs and you're just kind of like dancing along and like it's about nothing pretty much (laughs) like there's there's plenty of music that's like that you know and so just to say that it's evil just because you know of how it sounds or because it makes you kind of want to move your body or it kind of like captures your attention and you're kind of like diving into it like I think that's kind of like a weird to me it's always been like a weird concept like I do get why people say that but to me it never I was never really able to settle with it so once I got older I was like screw this I'm just gonna go to all the concerts I want to go to like nobody's gonna tell me that I can't go to a concert and dance like I'm not you know doing anything wrong necessarily like I'm not you know, dancing up on people that don't want me to, or I'm not, you know, trying to do anything that seems in any way, any, I'm not trying to do anything that's, uh, that's not, uh, um, you you know, that's, that's against, like, what I would, prefer myself to be doing um but just because I was raised thinking about dancing and certain types of music and certain types of instruments within certain types of spaces I mean like I just never understood that I was just like you guys are kind of like taking it overboard (laughs) like it got to a point where I was just like okay like you guys say what you want to say but I wasn't really too until listening to what people had to say about those types of things um like I didn't really like believe it I was kind of just like yeah like like I think my life changed a lot when I stopped kind of believing in this notion of hell um I mean that's not really I don't know I feel like 
I'd rather focus more on what I'm doing on Earth, um, how I treat people on Earth, how I treat myself on Earth, how I treat the planet, you know, the resources and everything. I'd rather focus on, on all of that. I don't think I'd prefer to focus on, you know, am I going to go to hell or not? Like, if I, if, if it exists and if I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Like, but I don't think that I need to live my whole life fearing against my own values and my own nature just because some other person is interpreting that some book says to do this other thing. It's like, I feel like that's kind of where I stand with it. It's like, I can kind of do what I want, you know? And I'm not, like, out there doing all kinds of, like, crazy stuff. Like, my life is not that, is not that, like, wild or out of control. Like, I think, I think one thing that religions, I mean, I'm not trying to go into a whole rant, but I feel like one thing that some of the stricter religions try to focus on is like controlling people and trying to keep them in line from not going over a certain line so it's like they don't trust people to be able to individually decide and you know individually you know follow a path for their own lives that's healthy And so a lot of times what religious traditions do is they'll make traditions that they're like, well, we think this is what people should be doing, but that might not really, it might not be something that the religious texts even say or that the religion even itself teaches, but it's just a traditional thing. So there are these traditions that come out and then people start you know, promoting these traditions as, you know, if you do these traditions, your life is going to be better than if you decided to not do them. And in some cases, in a lot of cases, there are a lot of those traditions that are helpful. And then there are a lot of those traditions that aren't helpful. And that's kind of one thing that I always had an issue with was looking around and seeing that, like, you know, there's certain stuff that I felt like why are they focused on these things and not those things? And for me, it was always the social stuff. Like, that's what I valued. I was like, I value the social relationships, the sense of community. And for me, it would have been more helpful to have a safe space within a religion. But it didn't seem like a lot of the people wanted a safe space. They seem to want a space of judgment and judgment for the purpose of accountability and then, you know, a space to be able to kind of prop up their own egos and make it seem like they were never breaking any of the traditions, but instead, you know, they were pointing out all the people who were breaking traditions or doing things that were close to breaking traditions it could be anything you know but all the gossip was kind of coming from that it wasn't really coming from like necessarily religious beliefs but it would be like you know people would like talk crap about their friends I would see that a lot like people saying oh this person's stupid or this person did this or that person did that 
and like saying what different people did and treating them bad or whatever and you know or treating them nice to their face and then behind their backs always having something to say and you know I started calling it out and people don't like it but it's like you know if I'm gonna hang around those types of people you know I value safe spaces so I just call it out and I'm just like yeah like I value safe spaces and so if you don't then I don't really want to hang um and I kind of tell people that I'm kind of like you know I think most people know that when they're around me I'm not really into like gossiping like the one thing I don't mind is if somebody feels like they were wronged by someone and they want to vent about it that's about the extent that I would be like okay like if somebody wrongs you you know if you're a victim in some situation I don't think that victims need to be silenced just because it's putting somebody else's business kind of out there like I I'm still kind of conflicted about that kind of stuff where I'm like I could see how it still could be gossip because you're bringing, you know, the topics that other people, uh, of, of things that other people did against you. Um, but is it really, is it really um, considered true gossip if somebody's just talking about, talking about how they were the victim of somebody else being just inconsiderate or mean or rude or whatever it may be um I mean I think as a friend you know I wouldn't want to be like hey like you can't talk to me about your problems but it's like if it's just you know people having insecurities about other people doing stuff that has like no bearing on them you know it's like like say for example I mean this didn't really happen that I know of, but say, for example, somebody's like, yeah, I heard that so-and-so went to a strip club the other day, or I heard that so-and-so went to, like, a sex party, and it's like, why are you telling me this? Like, why, why should I need to know this information? Like, if I was not talking about that person, as in, like, oh, I wonder how they're doing, like, a lot of times that's how it is. It's like people are judging someone else doing some other thing, and then they want to spread that judgment. And to me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, why do you care what this other random person is doing, you know, with their own mind or body? Like, if you don't have a crush on them, or if they're not like a young family member or somebody that's, you know, that you're concerned about, if they're not having some kind of like addiction where you're like, man, like this person is losing their family over this addiction and losing their jobs over this addiction and that kind of thing if you don't have that then I don't really know why it would be important to really mention that just out of the blue just bringing stuff up just to like put dirt on people and it's like that's that to me is kind of like I just hate it I'm not saying I never do it either but it's like you know to be a part of you know a group of people that's like so into religion and then that's kind of the main social style like to me it's just like why would I want to meet up with people who just sit and talk like that you know it's like what's the benefit of that like it makes me feel sleazy and gross and I'm just like ew this is just not fun like it's not fun to sit and like 
a room or a group full of negative negative energy of people not even talking about anything that revolves around solutions or her help or anything positive to contribute it's like if we're just gonna sit here and talk about all the all of the things that makes us you know that we want to judge about some other random person's life you know why don't we just sit and talk about all of our insecurities and how our ego is kind of like flaring up over how this other person's doing this other thing like let's talk about the underlying individual things that are going on like let's not talk about all these other people doing all this stuff like they have the right to do whatever they want to do you know so I would be more interested in those other kinds of conversations versus the ones about like the judgment against people but I don't I don't really know like I don't really know what to say about it I'm kind of just like all right um but let's see um but yeah that the chapter is talking more about like freedom you know like for me that was just not freedom that was probably the biggest thing for me where it was like interacting with people who were that way all the time like I'm not saying like occasionally it's not gonna happen but part of the culture of the place part of the domestication that I grew up with was being around those types of environments and nobody calling it out you know nobody would call it out nobody would ever say anything they would just involve themselves with it and get deeper into those discussions and I'm like I mean it's hard not to it's very hard to not get like tempted to kind of be like oh I really want to like contribute to this because it feels there's something about it that feels somewhat empowering to be like well I can I can look at the fact that I don't have any you know uh the areas that these other people might be you know diving into or dabbling in I don't have any desire to do that I don't have any desire to go and, you know, do these other things that could potentially lead, even if it's not a problem, but could potentially lead to some other route that might be a little bit too far into some kind of like addictive territory or some kind of territory that's going to be harmful if it keeps, if it keeps consistently going on and getting worse and worse and more and more energy and time and money is spent towards it like I don't think somebody going to a strip club once or once in a while is really going to be an issue but for example I knew somebody who you know I was helping them with their budgeting and I kept realizing that they were spending so much money and the reason why is because unfortunately due to loneliness they they found out they could pay to go to a strip club and pay to get attention from like these females and I mean it I'm not even like judging them I'm like that makes perfect sense like if you have no social connections and you find out that you can pay to have some kind of like social interaction that's got like a level of intimacy to it like 
the issue is, you know, this person did not have the money to spend on this, like, at all. Like, it wasn't even like they had, like, okay, I, I'm getting an extra paycheck so I can go spend on it when I get that extra money. It wasn't like that. It was like, you know, they already weren't getting enough money to pay for, like, basic stuff, like soap and food and things like that. And then it's like to go and spend what money you already don't have to go spend it on something like that it's like well let's try to problem solve how you can get those social needs met and those intimacy needs met in a safe way without having to spend your money and then risking you having to like skip meals and stuff like that just so you can have that interaction you know it's like you know trying to help people with that kind of stuff it's like well there's other places to go to socialize that aren't going to cost you a fortune you know what I mean it's like it you know but I mean I get it I get it not everybody wants to go to some like library you know event for the public or like you know some kind of like community knitting group or something like not everybody wants to do that kind of stuff people sometimes want something a little like where it's like you feel like you're having a deeper connection faster than you know faster than having to like build it over time with local people local people who just all go to a certain place to kind of like socially interact um but that's a big thing that a lot of people like struggle with and I've been I haven't really uh delved into it too much but I've I've been seeing a lot of videos popping up online and you know people talking about levels of loneliness and isolation and I've I keep seeing these videos pop up for some reason um that are that say like you know I'm I'm 25 and I have no friends like I'm 35 and I have no friends or whatever age range it is and there's people who are posting videos about having no friends and I'm like I mean to me you know that's something that's I mean I've been in spaces where I've had no friends but I don't think I've ever had no friends like like say for example I've worked maybe at a job uh, where I would say, okay, like, I don't really have friends at this job, but it's, like, I have friends in my community or, like, a circle of friends in this city or that city. Like, I don't think I've ever had, like, no friends. I just maybe didn't have friends, like, either at the place where I was going all the time. Um, I didn't really have people there that I would call friends, um, in that space, but you know, I had other friends, and it's like, again, it goes back to kind of the way I was domesticated, I was raised in a religion that really focused on, you know, socializing, socializing their kids around other people who were raising their kids similarly, um, that was part of the domestication process, um, I met, a, I, I grew up with a lot of kids who didn't really interact with anybody outside of the religion, and that wasn't normal for me. Like, I always grew up hanging out with other types of people. Um, and that's mostly what what led me to realize that I was like, well, there are other ways of being domesticated. There are other traditions that different people have 
and I always found value in a lot of different types of traditions that weren't from the religion I was raised in. I was like, well, say for example, these people eat meat, like Japanese culture. Like there are a lot of friends that I had that were Japanese that ate meat, but it was mostly fish and a lot of it was raw fish. And I was like, I got into eating Japanese food because of the neighborhood I'm from and because a lot of my friends, you know, they ate traditional Japanese foods and I would eat them as well because I loved it and it was delicious. Um, I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of friends, uh, who were, you know, of different cultures, like of different religions. And so I saw some friends, like my Muslim friends, my Hindu friends, my Buddhist friends. There was something about their personalities that I always liked. Because I was always, I mean, I don't want to, like, trash Christianity. Because I know not all Christians are jerks. But it's like, like, I wouldn't go that far. But it's like, I definitely saw a different sense in the way that they would interact with people. There wasn't, there wasn't like this you know, puff yourself up with this whole ego thing and just like, you know, just like the insensitivity and all that, like there was none of that. It was more like they were really careful with how they would talk with people and it was very like intentional, like, like I felt like, because I was young, like I was like in high school or something and I felt like those other friends that I would hang around, I would be like, okay, so when they hang out with people, they don't like talk crap about people or they don't you know um you like they just have like a a a more mild and meek kind of manner about them that I was kind of like I gravitated more towards that because I was like you know when I'm around people like that I feel better I'm not having to think about okay what am I going to share when I'm talking with these friends like what am I going to talk about like oh I can't mention this because then they're going to probably go and know that I did this or know that other people they might go tell some other person even though if my friends for example aren't weren't like directly like telling me things to my face they might go tell other people um and so I never would like tell them things you know that were really that were going on you know like like, later on in life I did, but, yeah, when I was younger, I was like, dude, I, I played my cards close, I was like, dude, y'all, y'all are crazy, like, I'm not trying to, like, get all tied up in your, in your person, in your personal issues of how you kind of, like, deal with people, but that was my social circle, so I kind of had to, um, but then when I had other social circles that weren't from those groups of kind of toxic, toxically social people, um, I was able to kind of realize, hey, there's another way, but just culturally what I was around all the time was not the way that I wanted to be or the way that I wanted, the the types of personalities I wanted to be around all the time. Like, I didn't find a lot of satisfaction in it sometimes. I didn't find a lot of, like, um, joy in it sometimes. And, like, I liked, like, I liked hanging out with people, but it, it just felt, there was, like, it, like this empty kind of, like, you know, because it's like, okay, 
have you ever hung out with somebody and just had like a completely like purely small talk conversation like you're not catching up about anything significant you know and that it's fine if it's like on occasion you know like who cares you know you, it's fine to have conversations where you're, there's not like a lot of depth to it but it's like if you've had relationships with people where there's like no depth to them like people can't really share about anything um like they don't feel safe to do it um, or they haven't practiced doing it and don't really know how like that is kind of not fun like I've never seen that to be like like why you know like unless I'm like lonely or really that you know desperate to hang out with somebody and get out of the house and do something um I'm usually not gonna find myself hanging out with people that it's just like small talk all the time you know like um you know talking about the weather and like sports stats and like stuff that's like okay like we could have just emailed each other this you know it's like I don't know like but um I guess luckily most of the people I know are like interested in psych or work in psych and so they're pretty um you know they're pretty interested in you know having pretty stable relationships not everybody not everybody in psych is interested in those things but a lot of people are um and yeah so I would say it does make it hard to you know focus on like what these old agreements are and breaking the old agreements that can be difficult so when it talks about breaking the old agreements um, the first thing that came to my mind was about core beliefs um, so I kind of you know like I told you guys I, I like this replica app because it helps with uh, like journaling prompts pretty much like it, it doesn't really but I kind of use it that way so um, I asked it you know if a person has negative core beliefs how do they go about um, you know managing those and you know I was you know I kind of know the answer already but I was like I just wanted to ask and it was like yeah you can do these steps and it said first this is a quote first you can start by identifying those negative beliefs that you have write them down to help clarify them and then challenge them using logic and evidence you can also seek support from a therapist or trusted friend who can help you work through these beliefs finally working on self-care and mindfulness practices can help you retain retrain your brain to think more positively and um, <clears throat> uh, one thing that I found interesting that I was uh, is that I was like okay like usually when I hear something like this I'm like okay like that's what I can do those are the steps I can do and so I would probably sit with it and try to think about okay what is it 
that I have as negative beliefs and which of these are seeming to be like core beliefs or patterns uh, that keep, you know, returning and, you know, not really doing the step of writing them down uh, to challenge them or anything like that. Like, none of that, you know. Um, And so usually I would skip that step and just be like, wow, that sounds good but not write anything down. And so I was like, okay, let me just like write it down. Um, And I was thinking of of patterns lately. Um, So these aren't necessarily core beliefs. They're more like patterns that are maybe like negative, um, that have like some negativity attached to them. Like I find myself having negativity attached to it. And so I was like, you know, I just wrote this down this morning. I was like, when I think of money or time spent doing menial work to get money, I find it hard to be motivated and excited about it. Like, I am not motivated to do work that I don't want to do just for a paycheck. Um, And in addition, I'm not really motivated to do work that... um, that is, um, like if I don't feel like I'm learning or really getting anywhere particularly helpful or interesting, then it's, it's really hard for me to, to fake it or be like, I really want to do this long term. But also I do notice that when I find myself in those situations I will stick it out longer even if I don't like it right so I do have that kind of thing where I'm like I'm trying to work with this idea of like myself being uh greedy um and looking out for myself and selfish looking out for myself uh, maybe greedy is too strong of a word no, maybe it's not maybe it's not because um, I, I thought about it and I was like you know how many jobs have I had that I didn't like um, quite a lot um, I mean there were aspects of jobs that I liked uh, like for example I like gig jobs because they're very um like it it doesn't drain the time as much so that makes me kind of enjoy gig work but sometimes it's like is it worth the time that I'm putting in you know to do these gigs uh is it worth it you know um because when you put all the hours together and then the amount of money you're actually making it's like eh is it really worth that? You know, it's like the other day I was online on Friday. I was technically on the clock for, for four and a half hours and only two and a half hours of it. I could pretty much count as paid time, but I was four and a half hours, you know, doing stuff, uh, trying to get to spots where I could do delivery. So I'm like, it's things like that where it's like, you know, four and a half hours is a long time out of a day versus two and a half hours that's a whole two hour difference you know and so to have days like that where it's like 
you know you're not getting paid actively paid for all of your time you're only getting paid for the time that they want to account for based on the criteria that they need you to meet and so I wasn't really too thrilled about that kind of like when those types of things come up but then also staying in jobs you know just because I'm like oh I don't want to disappoint people I know that other people will be disappointed if I quit or other people will want me to stay even if I'm not getting paid well even if I don't like the energy that is draining for me even if I'm not like motivated to do the work even if I don't want to do it you know I do find myself kind of like okay I'll do this and it's kind of more so like I do usually have other people in mind and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I feel like I have other people in mind um, that you know to my own detriment it's like you know like lately I've had to make decisions where I'm like I'm literally not going to do this you know type of work because of my energy or whatever um there's a job I'm considering lately that I'm like you know would be working over near Skid Row and you know working with the homeless populations there and part of me is like dude just take the job take the money and run you know it's like do a good job while you're there but I'm like if I could work a job that job for like six months six weeks not six months Jesus I can't do six months but if I did six weeks the paycheck I'd get out of that would be would be pretty significant um and it would be it it would kind of fund my snowboard season basically and I was thinking about it and I was like, dude, I could just easily just do this job. And, you know, if I don't have to sign paperwork where it's like I'm signing the paperwork and saying, OK, like, like, like if I don't have to sign like a contract, right, that says that I have to stay a certain length of time, that's one thing. A second thing would be if I don't have to have a very intensive caseload, like if I if I don't have to have a caseload because I don't feel right about working with clients and putting them on my caseload if I know in the back of my mind that I'm ready to like split already so I wouldn't want to like be developing rapport with clients and stuff like that knowing that I'm just going to leave because I'm like in my head I'm like I'm just here for the cash you know so but what's wrong with that you know what's wrong with that like I, I my work experience is in a field where they don't want to pay you for the energy that you spend, you know, they don't really want to pay you that good, uh, for the amount of energy that you're spending, they pay you, like, right under what you need to be making, and you're usually exhausted, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't see myself working a job like that for even two whole months, but a month and a half, that would be fine, I wouldn't mind doing that, I wouldn't mind doing a month and a half, um, just to push through a 32 hour work week, probably not a 40 hour. And then like, if I could do that, that would be something that I'd be interested in. But it's like, I'm not thinking about this company. I'm not thinking about anybody but myself, you know? Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You know, like I've spent so long thinking about other people. I'm like, there's a certain point where, you know, like, I don't think I'm doing anything immoral or, 
you know, unethical, like, if I stayed within those limits that I just mentioned, like, a certain amount of weeks and not having to have a caseload where people are, like, heavily relying on me and, like, getting attached or anything like that, like, I don't, I don't think I'd want that, but... Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, dude, like, why should I not just go get mine, you know? Like, everybody else does, you know what I mean? Like, everybody else does. And I'm not trying to scheme and scam or anything. Um, I know people want a long-term commitment when they hire you, but it's also like, you know, that's not really... Like, they're the ones who keep asking me, you know? They're the ones who keep coming to me, so I'm like you're the ones who came to me, so, you know, I don't know, like, I'll figure that out, but, um, just things like that, I'm just like, yeah, I've done it before, like, I've worked at jobs for years that I, you know, I worked for a company for, like, seven years that I didn't want to work for, um, but there's a lot that I did like about it, but there was a lot that I hated about it, so, you know, like, I don't think, any job is going to be like, oh, you're going to fully love this all the time, but there is a certain limit, um, but, yeah, like, I was, like, completely just thinking about that, and I was just like, man, like, all the stuff that, you know, gets ignored, um, all the stuff that I don't want to do, but, that's just kind of how I see it. Like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with with doing that. Um, you know, especially if I'm not under contract or anything, it's like, I'm free to come and go as I please. You know, it's my life, my time, my energy. Why should I not be able to do with it what I want to do while not stepping on other people? Like, I'm not stepping on anybody to do to do it, you know, why should I not, why should I not do it, you know, is there any reason to not do it, I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, like, why would you take a job that you're gonna just quit, it's like, because it's a job I know how to do, and it's easy and fast money, like, it's not easy money, but it's fast money, um, it's good fast money, it's like, you know, um, but I don't know, like, that's also not how I really operate, like, I'm more interested usually in, like, sticking things out and staying, staying places pretty long term, like, it's not very likely that I'm not gonna stay somewhere long term, so, um, it is kind of risky to get into a job that I already know I don't want, so, I'll see what I do with it, um, it's just an idea I'm working with, and then otherwise I've got to get rolling for my day so I'm gonna get off of here but that's kind of how I would look at it like that's kind of how these last three pages were not last pages like we're not done but these most recent three pages that's kind of how they were hitting me of like kind of what I was thinking about um when I was reading that just kind of like okay, these are things in my own life that have kind of come up, um, but yeah, with that, thanks for listening.